I mean, you know, the, the original cartoon came out in 1937, yeah. and very evidently so. <laughs> um, there's a big focus on her love story um, with a guy who literally stalks her. <laughs> yeah. Weird. Super weird. So we didn't do that this time. She's not going to be safe with the prince, and she's not going to be dreaming about true love. She's dreaming about becoming the leader she knows she can be. So at this point, a lot of people, yours truly included, have discussed how Rachel Zegler's promotion of her upcoming Snow White film has been in some ways so toxic, it could actually end up costing Disney millions of dollars at the box office through people just not choosing to see that film because they don't want to support her. However, what we haven't talked about, at least not on this channel, is the fact that Rachel Zegler's entire persona could be so toxic that it ends up not only affecting Snow White, which isn't even going to be released until next year, but actually her other upcoming project as well, a sequel to the Hunger Games franchise, A Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes. Yeah, that movie hasn't really been getting that much attention, at least not yet, but it is due to be released next month. But basically that film, which is based on a book that for once I have actually read. It tells the story of President Snow, who serves as the main villain of the Hunger Games franchise when he was a teenager, or it looks like they maybe aged him up for this film, so he's more of a young adult, I would say. And in this film, Rachel Zegler plays the character of Lucy Gray, who serves as young President Snow's love interest. She is from District 12, and she is a tribute in the, like, the proto-version of the Hunger Games before it got all fancy and technological. And I mean, I'm gonna be doing an entire video dedicated to the movie, when it comes out, but essentially it's like a star-crossed lovers thing. A young President Snow is from the Capitol and her mentor, but Lucy Gray is from the districts and she's probably gonna die, but they like, you know, like each other and stuff. If you ask me, it's really not the most interesting premise and it wasn't even a great book, so I imagine it's not gonna be a great movie. But in any case, the film hasn't even been released yet and already things are looking pretty bleak for its box office prediction. You guys know the drill as bounding into comics reports. The upcoming prequel film, The Hunger Games, The Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes is predicted to have the franchise's worst opening weekend. Box Office Pro recently shared their long range predictions for the Rachel Zegler film, predicting the film will gross between 35 to 45 million in its domestic opening weekend. The outlet also predicted that the film would only gross between 90 million and 142 million in its entire run at the domestic box office. And don't get me wrong, a prediction of around $40 million made opening weekend for the domestic box office, I mean, that certainly is a lot of money in some ways. It's more money than I could ever make with a movie in a single weekend. However, it's important to note that for context, the previous worst opening weekend in the Hunger Games franchise was 2015's The Hunger Games Mockingjay Part 2. The film grossed a total of 100 million in its opening weekend, and it went on to earn $280 million in its domestic run. So that is a huge drop. If previously the worst performing opening weekend of the franchise still brought in $100 million, but this film is now optimistically only predicting to bring in $45 million, that is a huge difference. And if I'm Lionsgate and I'm spending money to make this movie because I'm thinking, oh, well, people love the Hunger Games. This is money guaranteed. And I see those numbers, I'm probably gonna be sweating. And I guess one of the questions that I'm sure at least some studio execs are gonna be wondering is how much of this is due to the negative press that their lead actress, Rachel Zegler, has been receiving over the past few months. And now it's true that all of those clips of Rachel Zegler that have gone 
viral of her being obnoxious in promotional interviews. None of them have been promotional interviews for this specific movie. They've all been for Snow White, not for The Hunger Games. But still, I think the overall impression that a lot of people are taking from those clips isn't just, oh, this new Snow White movie is gonna be super woke and bad. I think it's also, oh, Rachel Zegler seems pretty annoying. I, I don't think she's necessarily the type of actress that I would like to support. And now I'm not sure exactly how much the negative press surrounding her specifically could be contributing to the poor predictions for the box office, but I can at least, I think, say that they're definitely not helping things. And also for context, I would like to point out, as many others have done as well, that Rachel Zegler has actually never been in a movie that made money. So far, the only titles that she has out are West Side Story, which yes, lost money, and Shazam! Fury of the Gods, which once more lost money. And it's kind of interesting because despite the fact that she doesn't really have this long acting history to draw from, she has still gotten really high profile roles in like A-list films. I feel like she's one of those actors that for some reason, Hollywood is keen on shoving down our throats or maybe it's just the casting directors. Like they hear that, oh, she's been cast in West Side Story. So then, hey, we should probably also cast her in this DC film. And then the people at Lionsgate also see that, hang on, she's worked with Steven Spielberg in DC and we should definitely definitely put her in our Hunger Games prequel. And so all of a sudden you're seeing this person's face everywhere, even though you have no idea who they are. I feel like at one point that's exactly what happened with Taylor Kitsch and with Amy Schumer. Hollywood was just so keen to try to astroturf these people into being beloved celebrities and stars. But it's like, no, you can't just make someone successful through sheer force of will, or you can maybe for a little bit, but it's only gonna last so long. And I wanna be careful here because I certainly don't wanna be seen as advocating anything resembling cancel culture. Like even if I find Rachel Zegler annoying and obnoxious, and I think she seems really entitled, that still doesn't mean that I think she should never work in Hollywood again. I don't think that would be fair for her, especially since as far as I could tell, she's not a terrible actress or anything. I don't I don't think she's amazing, but she's certainly not the worst I've seen. I'm more just bringing this up though, because I think studios need to be realistic. If someone is gonna be demanding a high salary, which it seems like Rachel Zegler is exactly the type to do that, they should simultaneously be able to bring in a lot of money. But if that doesn't happen, perhaps because they've pissed off a sizable percentage of the audience, then maybe it just doesn't make financial sense to work with them anymore. And actually on that note, previously Zegler was announced to be star in Paddington 3, uh, you know, those movies about like the little bear stuffed animal. Variety has now confirmed though that quote, Rachel Zegler was supposed to join the film, but was ultimately unable to carry out the role due to the SAG after strike. Now, obviously it is true that the ongoing strike means that a lot of actors and writers who had previous commitments aren't gonna be able to fulfill those. However, before it was confirmed that she wouldn't end up being in the movie because of the strike, there were still murmurs that it wasn't going to happen anyway. So potentially, and this is just my speculation here, I wanna make it clear, is is it the case that the strike just happened to be a happy coincidence to allow Zegler to bow out of the film while still saving face? That also ensured the film, when it gets released, would be able to sidestep any negative connotation for being associated with Zegler? I don't know. I, I would love to hear what you guys think though. But back to the Hunger Games prequel, look, I've checked online trying to find out what the film's budget is, and so far I've seen nothing but speculation based off the previous Hunger Games films. Now the first Hunger Games movie ended up costing around $80 million, but by the end of the franchise, franchise when the Hunger Games had essentially become this big blockbuster thing, the final film cost $130 million. So based off those numbers, and this is purely just speculation, I've seen people guess that The Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes, which is too long of a title if you ask me, that it costs between 
$80 million to maybe $150 million to make, which is a very wide window. But if the low end of that estimate is correct, that the film cost $80 million to make, and again, having read the book, for once, uh, I think it's important to note that there is a lot less action going on in the Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes. Like it definitely read like less of a action blockbuster movie. So I'm assuming it would be cheaper to make than The Hunger Games Mockingjay Part 2. Even with the lower predicted opening weekend numbers, there is still a chance for this movie to be profitable. And also relevant to this entire conversation is the fact that Rachel Zegler aside, YA dystopian movies aren't really a thing anymore, or they're definitely not as popular as they used to be. I remember that when Twilight first came out for a while, it was all about like YA romance involving some sort of mythical creature, whether that was a vampire, werewolf, most often a vampire though. And for a while it was angels, but basically after Twilight, there were so many different films and series and books that tried to capitalize on that same success. And then eventually things shifted to YA dystopia, largely due to the Hunger Games. Aside from the Hunger Games, we also had Divergent, which ended very weirdly with just kind of a sputter failure of a movie. They never ended up making the final one. Then there was the Maze Runner series, which at least managed to get all of its movies out, but they didn't perform that spectacularly. But if you ask me, we have long since moved on as a culture from the obsession with YA dystopia, which I mean, it's kind of too bad because it is a genre that I like, but there was definitely audience fatigue there. And heck, even by the final Hunger Games movie, they weren't performing as well as they had been. So for Lionsgate now to come out with this prequel that really no one asked for, and that even in its book form, no one was really hyping. I don't know. It just doesn't seem like a recipe for success to me. And then you add in Rachel Zegler and it's like, oof. Good luck with that. That's basically all I have to say for now though. And as always, if you enjoyed this video, please be sure to like, share, and subscribe. Until next time.